Grooveaholics. Welcome to the Rochester Groovecast podcast. Birthed by a love of music, we're all about culture. Don't forget to subscribe and remember the fee. If you gain value from this podcast, personally share it with a friend and explain your favorite part. Let's get groovy. Groovy.
I want to welcome everyone to the Rochester Groovecast podcast, your top source for live, local, regional music interviews and events from Rochester, New York and the surrounding area. I am your host, Ben Albert, and I am here with Jimmy Grillo. Again, man, how are we doing today? I'm excited to have you here tonight. I'm excited to be here. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. If if anyone doesn't know Jimmy, you you've probably seen him play drums. You play with everybody, man. The uh, currently with Big Eyed Fish, you played with the Able Bodies and Aaron Lip and the Slack Tones and Roots Collider and the Younger Gang, uh, jamming at open jams all the time. Is there anybody we just missed? Oh wow, put me on the spot right away, huh? <laughs> uh, pro- probably. Uh, I don't know. It's it's been a crazy, you know what. 12 years so far there's been a been a bunch of stuff happening um but i think you you nailed you know the core of it black and blues was a was a big thing you just had sean Schmetto on recently and he kind of went over the whole history of that so right you got the, you know i think you got the core of it for the most part uh uptown groove you know seth Sealfon, me and him have been friends for a long time he uh helped me with some of my first gigs when i was uh when i was a lot younger so and there's other people too. Uh, just pickup gigs, a lot of pickup gigs. You know, someone's uh, band or someone's drummer, you know, uh, is out of town or broke his arm or whatever. You know, I, I uh, kind of became the guy for that, thankfully. Which is awesome. It would be impossible to name all the pickup gigs and all the bands. I just like to name a few because I know someone's at home listening and they're like, oh, yeah, that's how I know that guy. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. To total, shout out total. some of the big ones there. We started off with the Roots Collider track. Um, you were the drummer um in the project back then. Uh, Infinity. Let's let's talk about Infinity. That that's that's for that's a throwback, isn't it, man? Yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole Roots Collider thing was, you know, that was my that was my real introduction into um into the Rochester live music scene, the New York music scene and you know that that was really you know me cutting my teeth you know dramatically back then you know learning how to hustle how to market how to promote how to you know do everything involved with being an original band you know and it it takes a lot and we put a lot into it and you know like I was saying it it brings back some some awesome memories some memories that are just like damn, I can't believe we, you know, we did all that and can't believe that, you know, the times that we had and, you know, it was, it was, one, it was a really good experience, you know, and we recorded all those in, in Brooklyn actually. Oh, wow. At a place called Bunker Studio with uh, John Davis, who's the, uh, currently still runs the studio down there. So if anybody needs to record anything in New York city or want to go down there, he, he could, you know, still hook you up, but he's the bass player for Jojo Mayer and Nerve. And uh, that's kind of what kicked off Roots Collider because I was doing drum corps, you know, for years, marching band and drum corps, um, because I got into marching band in ninth grade and I realized I'm like, holy, can I swear? Yeah, absolutely. It's the internet, right? I was like, holy shit, like, (laughs) um, this is going to make me a really good drummer, you know? So I kind of like just doubled down. I was like 14. I'm like, all right, let's do this. You know, did marching band for a year. I'm like, all right, I got to do drum corps because that's like the next level, you know, and my ambition always gets the better of me. So all of a sudden I'm in like Georgia when I'm 15, sweating, 
playing a bass drum. And then like, I kept doing that and kept doing that. And I like got some really good hands, you know? And then Jojo Mayer was always, I had these VHS tapes that my dad bought me of modern drummer festivals. And I think it was 97 and Jojo Mayer was on one of them. And he was talking about like, yeah, man, I'm just, you know, doing an underground music thing in New York, playing drum and bass and electronic music. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? You know what I mean? And then I found out what drum and bass was and I got obsessed with that. And then my buddy, J5, Jeremy Whiting, who actually ended up doing lights for Roots Collider way later, but he did drum corps with me, a, a teacher of mine. Um, he was like, my, my friend, Will McKenna is trying to do something like that. You guys should get up and jam. So then I went over to Will's house and Will was like, okay, cool. Let's, let's, let's do this, bro. And then Bill Smith came in the fold. And then that was the band for like three years. And I knew Dexter from MCC cause we were part of the MCC crew back then. And, uh, we just went hard with it, man. You know, three records down in Brooklyn, uh, touring, uh, major festivals. We played Camp Bisco. Uh, we had uh, support out of Chicago for booking. And we just did our thing. And, and maybe a little bit too much. You know what I mean? We really got into it. And, like, sometimes, you know, flames burn out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a flash. In the, looking back, it's, you know, it, it's like a flash in the pan, really, you know, because we went so hard you know, but, you know, bring it, listen to that stuff and going through the tracks that I sent you to play on the show today. It was just like, brings back a lot of really, really good memories. I love it. Uh, and the rest is history. Everyone in that band has moved on to do incredible things in their own right with different. Oh, for projects. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, Bill, Bill still is doing a uh, Bardic Vengeance. So you know, hopefully we'll be playing, you know, out again, <laughs> you know, we don't know what the hell's going on, you know, safety first, you know, for sure. But Bill's Bill has his own group, Bardic Vengeance. Will's doing the medicinals and still, and still carrying the Roots Collider torch, which is phenomenal. And uh, you know, Dexter's doing his stuff. Um, and yeah, we're all doing our thing, you know, doing the best that we can. Yeah. Uh, I've got a lot of fond memories with Roots Collider. I mean, I'm thinking back, things like this will never happen again. Uh, we never bro, know, bro. Uh, yeah, like the yeah, but like the those double. Dub, those I mean, come on, like that's like that's like our, double uh, capacity. Yeah, man, that's like our CBGBs. You know what I mean? That was like, you know, sticky freaking floor and pipes dripping and you know just packed to the max, line out the door. And it, it just fit the music at the time. And it was just like one of those moments, the whole rip rock scene, you know, thank, you know, thank, thank God for rip rock because right. they, they just kind of like nourished us and brought us with them. You know what I mean? And we, we you know, we met guys like Biddle and Poppy Chulo and like these, you know, I remember the, the first night uh, scary monsters and nice sprites came out from Skrillex. Like the, the first night it was released. And right. Pop Chulo threw that down. It was just, you know, it's just insanity. It was insanity. You know, that dubstep was just, I mean, you can, you can get, you can get heady about it. And be like, well, dubstep was around since, you know, 2004, whatever, whatever. Okay. Like American, the throwdown, like raging yeah. shit was like happening 
you know, 2010, 2009, 2011. And uh, we were right there. And it was just, it, it was a scene, man. It was cool. It was wild. Game changers. And, yep, and a, sure. a lot has happened since. Let's let's jump to the present. Um, so obviously COVID's shaking it up a little bit, but what, what are the current projects that you're working on and you're a part of now? And uh, are they on a current, you know, stand still or what's going on as of late? Well, my, my current project is got to be my daughter. <laughs> you there know you what go. I mean? Yeah. And, it, you know, it, it kind of worked out in a weird, weird universe way where I get a, I get very obsessed and very ambitious about things and come up with a million ideas that sometimes I don't follow all the way through with. But I'm con- I was constantly trying to, you know, do something, do something, do something. And then COVID hit and my daughter Mary was born. Well, mm-hmm. she was born before COVID hit, but uh, it kind of took me away from every possible thing that I could ever like want to do at the time. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it forced me to like be home, which has been awesome because I haven't been home really in like 10 years. You know, I, I hold on a job. I was held on a job, but music is, you know, I'm all, I was always hustling music, you know, and uh you know, they, they grow up fast, man. They, they say it. You want to be like, oh, whatever, shut up, you know, but they do, you know, and that's honestly, that's my number one project uh, as of right now. But musically, to really answer your question, um, I don't have much going on, man. It's I, I really don't. I, I mean, I had these ideas that I want to follow through with. I want to do some more stuff in the house, doing some studio stuff, doing some recording maybe get some gigs recording for people remotely. Um, I, that's, that's really, that's, I haven't really thought, thought too much about what I'm going to do for the first time in a long time, to be honest with you. It's, and I haven't really thought about, I've thought on and off about the situation, but a band like big eyed fish, Dave Matthews cover band, big festival venue type band, there's yep. not really a venue for that right now. Oh like, no, hell no, hell they no. Did, they yeah, they yeah, did we, the drive-ins, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, we did a couple drive-ins. We did driving in Long Island. We did a drive-in at Roseland. Hmm. Um, but like this time of year, it's like ski resort season. Right. That shit ain't happening this year. Right. It's, it's just not gonna happen, you know. And uh, we're not doing in, any indoor gigs because of safety reasons and. Uh, it just kind of is what it is. So it's, you know, for me, it's okay. Cause I've been hustling mm-hmm. for freaking like 10, 12 years. So it's like, it's good to just take a step back and like reevaluate a bit, you know? So it's fine. It's all good. Yeah. It's, it, it's a whirlwind. And, you know, I got a little bit of goosebumps. You were talking about your daughter. I personally <laughs> don't have any kids. So this is more just me using my intuitions. Um, you can tell me, you can tell the the listeners better than I, but I imagine when you're working there, sometimes Wednesday, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, you're yeah, at dude. the bar till one, two, three in the morning. Exactly. exactly. Even if you get, so, how do you have the energy to wake up at five in the morning and help Correct. your daughter or be around her, just be present for them. So it seems like a blessing in disguise that things landed how they landed. Um, right. Can- and I, 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 I stop myself to say that, you know, right. 
because there's people that are not doing good. A lot of people have lost their lives. Right. Um, you know, so I try to keep that in the forefront of my mind. Um, but as, as far as like what happened with me personally, you know, that's what, that's what happened. Um, I wish COVID never happened. You know, who knows what would have happened? I probably would have hit the brakes, but I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Because yeah. yeah. I get crazy. You know what I mean? I, I, I love music. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't seem to let it go, you know, for whatever reason. Hey Amen. It, it, it could give you some perspective. Goal is yeah. to get a vaccine yeah. soon. We figure it out. And I know personally, I've got a little bit of perspective on how crazy my lifestyle was when I wasn't on the stage, but I was at the shows and I was at the after parties and I went years and years without sleep. And that, <laughs> that, that can't be healthy, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. No, no, it, 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 that's, that's the truth though, man, especially with, with what I do and trying to like get as many pickup gigs as possible and mm. maintain like four bands and like do this rehearsal for this pickup band. And Hey, let's do a system of a down tribute show. And let's do, you know what I mean? And let's, right. let's get crazy. And, you know, all of a sudden I'm, I'm rehearsing like three times a week and then playing with big eyed fish, like on Friday and then a pickup band on Saturday, you know, and then I, and then it just resets and then, you know, it just gets crazy. It just gets crazy, but that's, that's the name of the game. And I'm lucky. I'm lucky to be able to have that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can tell you're a man of, many interests just in the different styles of music and the different bands you've played with. We've got a diverse collection we're going to listen to today. So I do want to play another one of those tracks. Um, that yeah, Aaron what's, up, what's up next? Um, Aaron Lip and the Slack Tones. You want to okay, cool. want to give All us right, cool. a little background and introduction to, to your role in that band and the song oh, catching the train. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, uh, this track, this band. I mean, me and Aaron have known each other for shit. I don't know, probably a decade because Giant Panda was such a, you know, huge thing. Still are, still is a huge thing. And Roots Collider would play shows with them. And right. Aaron was always like, hey, what's up, Jimmy? He was always super cool. You know what I mean? And, you know, always watched me play, warming up and all that stuff. And same, same for me to him. You know, I was, I always thought Aaron was just a killer, you know? And, uh, eventually it lined up to where Aaron was like, Hey man, let's, let's make some music. You know, I need a drummer. And I'm like, dude, you got it. Let's, let's do it. And then we recorded this, this record, um, Aaron lift the slack tones at black dog studios with Matt Goodwin. And Matt Goodwin is obviously a local monster. Um, he tours with the movement, you know, the entire freaking world, uh, killer, right. killer player. And uh, we recorded this with Ryan Yarmel on bass and this guy, Duncan Wickle, on, on fiddle. And when you're listening to this track, so check out this track, because when you're listening to this track, you're going to think you hear B3 organ. It's not B3 organ. It's, it's Duncan Wickle on, on fiddle, hmm. okay, with, with his own, like, signature pedal setup that sounds like a B3. It's It's pretty freaking amazing so when you hear this it's it's not a b3 that's duncan wickle on a on a on a fiddle so i'm gonna listen oh for it. and real quick yeah real quick to to mention on this track you know you you had these moments when you're as a musician when you're like man i don't know what i'm doing man i'm you know i don't 
I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I don't know if I'm on the right trajectory here. If I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm trying to make it blah, 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 blah. And when I got the, like the proof to this track that Aaron sent me to listen to, he had Oliver Wood from the Wood Brothers sing and play guitar on it. And when I heard it in my car, it was one of those moments like, dude, you're just doing fine, man. (laughs) Fucking Oliver Woods on a track that you play on, dude. Relax. You know what I mean? So, you know, so Oliver Woods on this, Duncan Wickle, Ryan Yarmel, and of course, Aaron Lip. Awesome. Let's listen to Catching the Train by Aaron Lip and the Selectones.
Good stuff, I mean, man. Yeah, I mean that's Aaron. That's Aaron's tune, you know. Right. Like, I for Aaron's stuff, I I was writing drum beats, you know what I mean, and uh, that's that's like one hundred percent like Aaron's music, you know. So I'm just grateful to be a grateful to be a part of that, you know. And you heard Oliver Wood, it's freaking come on, mm-hmm. dude. It's like <laughs> and that B three thing, right? Isn't that cool? It sounds real good. Isn't it cool? Spot yeah. on, yeah. It's yeah, very it's wild. Cool. Wild, yeah. Duncan's doing his own thing in New York, I believe, right now. I think he's in New York. I think he's from Asheville. Don't quote me on that, but you know, he's from down there. Then he would come up to Rochester and we play some gigs together. And you know, he was a great dude, good, really good dude. It's crazy, man. Uh, so Oliver Wood hops on your track. I'm sure for Aaron, that's kind of like one of those "I made it" moments. I'm curious. Well, if you, you know, Aaron, well, Aaron, <laughs> well, Aaron can hop on the stage with those guys anytime he wants. You know what I yeah. mean? So, you know, Aaron, you know, Aaron's got presence, man, you know. And, and it's by no means comparison at all. I'm curious if you've ever had moments on the stage or in recording or on tour where you had that feeling like, I, I, I know why I'm doing this. Like maybe not I've made it, but like this makes sense. I, I'm happy I chose this as a profession. Does anything oh, come to mind? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know what's weird? It's sometimes it's when I'm just like in the van, and I'm just looking out the damn window, and I'm just kind of looking around, and this guy's on his phone, and I'm listening to like Radiohead, you know, and it's like two o'clock in the morning, and we're like driving still, and like. I've had multiple moments where I'm like, dude, this is fucking great. Like, <laughs> this is fucking great. You know, you know, I'll, you know, even outside of just like playing, you know, just like moments like that or like, you know, when you get out of the van and it's like 20 degrees out, you know, you got it to load in and your hardware is cold, you know, and you got to haul that shit up some stairs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you got to set up and you got to break down and, sleep in a hotel and you know that that all that stuff man it's like it's just part of the deal you know and when you're doing that stuff is it's like i don't know i don't know why i said that but i don't know that's what i think about you know mm-hmm. i think about those late night drives man put playing okay computer try stay awake and just like zoning out and i don't know i love that shit i just do is there any been any places you've traveled let's not even talk about the music or the venues any places you've traveled that you just love the community maybe you love the fans uh the just any anywhere in your travels that stick out to you as you know moments where you're like yeah it's two in the morning but 
I had a hell of a so, day. Like Yeah, so so with Big Eyed Fish, right? We play a lot of like hoity toity, like Long Island rich people shit, right? Yeah. Right. And uh Boston rich people are way fucking cooler than Long Island rich people for, for whatever reason. That's just the deal. And okay. they will dance, they will have a fucking great time with you, they'll buy you drinks, all that stuff. And we used to play this place called Marblehead. It was a freaking yacht club. Okay. So I'd be like playing and there'd be like, I didn't even know what mooring was up until we played this fucking gig, but you know, all these yachts like, like moored, I guess, uh, like out in the, in the bay, you know, and all these people just having a freaking ball, man. You know, Th- those times are fun. Those times are fun. It, those are times are way more fun than when you're playing some rich person, Long Island wedding where they think they want a Dave Matthews tribute band, but they have no idea what that fuck that entails. You know what I mean? And everybody else isn't a Dave fan. You know what I mean? And just no one's dancing. Everybody's like, what the fuck is going on here? What? Why is this hat? Why are they? Why, <laughs> what is this? You know what I mean? Tripping what? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so. What are these guys played saxophone and violin talking yeah, about mushrooms right. and stuff? Like, why, why the fuck does this guy have so many drums? Like, what is this? You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to have all the drums, man. Yeah. And you get the inevitable fucking free bird shout out and all that shit, you know? That's part of the deal, though. Whatever. Just a total tangent. I'm wondering if Dave Matthews bands, have, if they've ever played free bird or not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, to stay on that little tangent, you know, I yeah. am very grateful. To, I'm very grateful to those guys as well because I was, I got fed up and a little sick of, you know, the sleeping in the van, the sleeping in a sketchy like apartment with like chicken wing bones on the floor and like all that shit. And I was like, and I just need a little break from this, you know? And so that's why I joined big eyed fish. And also I'm just, I've always been a Dave Matthews fan. Don't care what anybody has to say about that. I am. I know a lot of, a lot of musicians give me shit for it. Don't really care. Always been a fan. Carter Beaufort's an animal. Mm-hmm. So you know, shout out to Big Eyed Fish for for having me for shit. It's been like seven years now, and I was oh. gonna do that band for one year, dude. I was gonna do that band for one year, save up some money, and buy a new drum set. Like seven years later, here I am. And those guys are some of my best friends too. So, you know, it's it's grown in like a little family. So I'm grateful. I don't have, you know, I can't play any. But we don't record shit, so right. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's a cover band, so. It's one of those filling gigs that you never got. You never got up from. Yeah, seven, no, seven yeah, and it's, and it's great because I actually love the fucking music. So whatever, you know, I've been to a shitload of Dave shows. You know, I, I'm a fan of the band, and it, you know, it's weird. I, I became a fan again when I joined the band because I just kind of put that. I shelved Dave Matthews for a long time. Like you know, that's your, that was my junior high, high school thing and then i got into electronic music and drum and bass and all or sorts of other stuff and big eyed fish kind of brought my love back for the band you know like if they were touring this year i'd totally go oh totally i think there's something to be said when a massive amount of a community hates a band i actually (laughs) think that's that's kind of a compliment because you need to get to a certain level 
to build that much of a following against you. Like Dave Matthews yeah, yeah, yeah. band is like as big yeah. as it gets, you know? Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Yeah. They, they freaking, they'll sell out Saratoga two nights in a row still. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So um, whatever. Some of my friends give me shit about it, but I don't care. Yeah. Hey, haters are going to hate, man. That's right, bro. That's right. So, so I'll music. laugh all the way to the bank. You know what I mean? Right. And no, exactly. And, <laughs> and there's one thing I, I I, I'll take it, you know why? Because there's one thing that people could debate all day. You know, it's a massive debate. And I think at some point, there's something to be said that you don't want to sell out. You want to play music you love. You want to play yeah. music that speaks yeah. to you. You don't yeah. want to just sell out and start a Bruno Mars cover band. Because no it's a great template for weddings. Yep. However, there's something to be said in the fact that you're a musician for a living. Yep. It can't always be like John Lennon, Yoko Ono making weird sounds in the corner on a tape recorder somewhere. You need to play music that's going to bring in an audience and rally people together. I think that, that that's really important in itself, you know? Exactly. And, and the thing is, I never really stopped doing the other stuff either. You know, so I was in that, and that band helped me buy my first freaking house. So, you know, I got to, I got to wow. count my blessings and be grateful for that, you know, and I never stopped on the other end anyways. So I was still making original music. You know what I mean? I was still going hard. I was still doing jams and still hosting jams and still, you know, filling in for this original group and trying to make something happen. So I never really like gave up or sold out, you know, some people might say that, but I didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I know the truth. It's it's my freaking life. You know what I mean? So it's whatever, you know? It's what it's all I'm, about. I'm grateful. Man. I'm grateful for the time, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's there's plenty to be grateful for in music. I, I I'm wondering, I wanna go like way back. I don't know, I don't know if it's like back or actually no, we're peeling down the onions. We want to get to the core. Um the layers of the onion. Where am I going with this? Music. So you didn't just wake up one day at three years old and say, I'm going to be a professional musician, right? Kind, there, actually, actually kind of, man. I mean, that, I that's what I want to hear about, man. What, yeah. how did you get started? Like what, what, what ignited that fire in you to, to pursue music? So I used to have like uh, ear aches, uh, ear infections when I was a little kid mm. and my father played drums. He never really gigged out much. Um, but he had a drum set in the living room and uh, I had ear infections on it as a kid. So he'd take me downstairs and put records on and it seemed to like, like soothe me or whatever. It's funny because my nephew's having the same problem right now. And <laughs> I'm oh. telling my sister, like, you know, put some music on, you know, yeah, like, what happened right. to me? Yeah. And uh, eventually I, this is all legend because I don't know, I don't remember, but I, you know, I'd be on his lap playing drums with him. And then, eventually i'd be just me on the on the stool you know before i could reach the pedals and uh my parents tell me the first tune that they were like what the hell is going on here was was bad company uh feel like making love and I, you know i did the the snare snare crash snare snare crash right like, yeah what the hell? <laughs> right and then all of a sudden it turned into me doing like basically like parlor tricks for like my parents and their friends, like getting drunk on a Friday and Saturday night and just playing, playing music. You know what I mean? While they're having fun, I'd play like the Eagles and the Beatles and Elton John 
and you know all sorts of stuff and uh so that that's honestly like how it started i don't remember i don't remember being like learning how to set up a cymbal stand or learning to set up uh, a drum kit or anything like that it's it's always i i just it i don't want to sound like arrogant and shit but like i've always known how to do it you know what i mean i've always known how to do it um and i've always loved it i don't i don't know it's been a part of my life since it's my entire life my entire life my entire freaking life there's something to be said about that. I mean, it's kind of like learning a language. When you're young, that's the best time to teach a child a second a second language or teach someone very young sign language. And it almost seems like you were taught the language the language and mechanics of music, setting a uh, setting up a drum set, having that internal metronome from a really young age, dude. That's pretty cool. Yep, and then I, I just always wanted to do it you know and like doing the marching band thing and the drum corps thing i i always looked for what is going to get me really good what is going to what is what what are the things that are getting, getting me really good at playing you know and you know we didn't i didn't we didn't have money for lessons and stuff you know what i mean so it was me watching vhs vhs tapes and looking for every possible opportunity I could to be better. You know, I was the kid at Marching Man that would show up like an hour early and be in the hallway playing on my pad. You know, that that's that's just I don't know, I got that ambition, you know. And I I and you apply that to other shit in your life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You apply that all to, to all sorts of stuff, you know, uh to work and to uh to your family and to uh anything you want to do, like, you know started golfing five years ago and I started, I started golfing and skiing five years ago, you know? And, uh, because of, because of that drive or whatever, I'm not that bad at that shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So, you know, I just kind of apply that drive and that ambition to, to, to everything, to everything. Because once you know how to learn, you know, it's not so much like the learning, it's knowing how to learn. You know what I mean? That's that's number one, you know. I'm, I'm, Mary's already drumming, by the way. My daughter, yeah. so she's already playing. She's she's thirteen yeah. months old. So I was gonna ask, like, she's right around a year, so thirteen months. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's I got she's got her own pad and sticks, man. She's good to go. My godson too, Colton, John Sheffer's son. Wow. He's got his own pad and sticks already too. So, <laughs> dude, there's a lot to be said about that drive, that ambition, and you kind of hinted at it as well there's mechanics you learn and when you have that drive combined with the ability to understand the mechanics you can take that and apply it anywhere in your life anywhere and it's anywhere exactly anywhere i give it up to musicians i give it up to athletes for the same regard being able to learn a system being able to work as a team being able to navigate personalities that's something that you know you look at music it's mechanical and creative. You look at sports, it's mechanical, but it's also very creative and it's it's amazing, man. It, it transcends throughout your life. Yeah, no doubt, man. That's why I'm a big sports fan. I, I see it the same exact way you just said it, you know. You know, like Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan because he learned how to learn. You know what I mean? 
he busted his ass, you know, throwing free throws for hours. You know what I mean? Hours. That's what he did. You know, I'm that guy that I, I'm sometimes annoying to watch sports with because I'm looking at that like <laughs> psychology and I'm looking at the mechanics and I'm looking at like body language and how the team operates. And the smallest example, Philip Rivers, I'm a Denver Broncos fan, so he's a okay. charger. He's he's a he's a rival of mine. But yeah. anytime he threw an interception late in the game, anytime he got knocked over hard, he'd have this like pouty grimacing look on his face yeah. <laughs> when the real winners yeah everybody knows that look they yeah. sit the real winners <laughs> same thing in music like if you screw up if you break a stick if something goes wrong yeah totally real winners they get their ass right back up and act like nothing happened yeah yeah and don't even show that don't even show that anything happened because they, then the audience knows right then you really fucked up you know what i mean don't let them know anything they don't know any better. No offense to anybody that's listening, but most of the time you're not going to catch it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. don't even act like something happened. That was a big drum corps thing that, that we learned. Don't act yeah. like you, if you tick, don't act like you ticked ever, hmm. ever move on. Look forward. Always. I'm just like humorously imagining everyone looking forward and no one playing in time. <laughs> no one playing in time, but well, that no happens one. too. That happens too, especially after a couple of cocktails, you know. Yeah, man. Um, so you're. So what do we got? What do we got next? Younger Gang. Yeah, you want to do Younger Gang? Yeah. So Younger Gang was was so me and Brad Sheffield was were in Black and Blues together, and then. Brad met his lovely wife and uh, mother of his child. They have a, you know, a beautiful child now and they're married and they're doing great. I haven't seen them in a while, but they're, you know, I see that they're, they're doing good on Facebook and, you know, I, I can't imagine they're not doing good. Um, they met and Michelle was working at Brunanzio's, Michelle Younger. And then we started hanging out a little bit and Michelle we were at the practice space, the the space Sean was talking about the other day or the other week. Um, Sean Cimento, if people don't yeah. know who he's talking Sean about, yeah, sorry. go go a couple go a couple episodes back. You'll hear a couple him on episodes the show. back exactly. Go um, ahead, Jimmy. Uh, she was like, "Hey, Jimmy, you want to you want to do uh, like a country band?" And you know, I'm playing hip hop at the time, but I was just starting to like understand what the hell was going on with country music a little bit. And I was like, I was like curious. And then like, it was something I really didn't tackle yet. Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this. You know? And then, um, I thought I was like, you know, I could put my own inflection on this music. You know what I mean? I got really kind of heady about it. I'm like, you know, I can, I can put my own, thing into this you know what i mean it got really egotistical and all that bullshit and uh it kind of shows in this record a little bit um and it, what's funny about this record is that it got a write-up in a national banjo review magazine and it was like yeah freaking great music great forward thinking but you should lose the drummer <laughs> <laughs> that's humbling right so, yeah something along those lines but you know fuck them, whatever you know but yeah, the younger game was a great time. I I really loved that band and I loved everybody in it. It was Ryan Armel on bass, Michelle Younger, 
um, on banjo. Um, and she plays wicked, what, what they call claw, claw hammer style banjo. Um, right. she, and she is just, you know, at the very top of her game, as far as that goes, she can, she can put a clinic and she has put on clinics on claw hammer. Literally. Um, oh yeah. And then, uh, and Brad Sheffield and then Michelle left the band. It kind of just naturally dispersed. And then she went on tour with Harpeth rising. So, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. You know what I mean? Cool. And what's the song? Uh, Angeline, the Baker. Yeah. Angeline, the Baker. Angeline the Baker. Yeah, and again, so like you can hear a lot of my ego in this song, okay? Because <laughs> I get really, really heady with percussion on it. So enjoy my ego. Hey, I'm gonna listen for it. I bet I'll love it. <laughs>
You're listening to the Rochester Groovecast podcast. Head over to Facebook, like Rochester Groovecast, and mark our page as C first to keep in touch with everything new. Now, back to the show. Cool, man. Yeah, so there it is. Yeah, heavy percu- I was having a ball playing those blocks yeah. and cowbells. Was, yeah. I was dancing around the studio. It was a good time. We recorded that at this house off 104, like Parma, Greece, in this basement. It was really weird, but really cool. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good time, man. It was a good band. It was fun. Abilene, we used to throw down at Abilene all the time. It was good times. Perfect spot to see that music, man. Abilene, yeah. bar and lounge. Totally. Yeah. I I was peering into the the Facebook comments and stuff. You've got a lot of people watching live, and um, Colin Jones says to tell the fun town story. <laughs> and then we got uh, a yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we've I, got I, a little I, bit of pushback too. Yeah. I don't know what that story is, but <laughs> fun town, man. I mean, uh, yeah, um, we're playing a gig in Long Island, and it we're supposed to play this like you know classic east end fest type thing but in like this town in long island and i may have brought some extracurricular activities with me and uh we didn't have to play because there was a thunderstorm and lightning so we're like all right cool let's let's have some fun you know what i mean and then (laughs) we uh we're, we're at the hotel having having our fun (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> uh one of the band members is like guys there's there's a there's this place across the street it's called fun town okay it's called fun town and we're all really busy having fun okay and we're like, we can't we couldn't pay attention and time was was moving in a strange direction okay I'm trying to give some hints here and uh we just we couldn't get out of the damn hotel room and then eventually we did and it was just this place this like this this place called freaking fun town okay and uh it was closed but we kind of didn't know at the time and we kind of just wandered right in there you know without even thinking about it right and uh we're in this maze and then we eventually work our way out of the maze we eventually work our way out of fun town with security behind us and then back to the hotel. And then what's weird about this. Okay. Is we tried to, we may have may or may not have had a gig uh, recently to where we're going to go to the same location. And we were looking on Google maps for this place called fun town. Dude. Couldn't find shit. <laughs> couldn't find anything called fun town. So that. That's the G-rated version of Fun Town. Cool. Are you yeah. confident that it was named Fun Town? You're confident, uh, yeah, and, and uh, it just yeah, disappeared into Nowhereland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I'm more confident that it may have just been a thing that disappeared in the vortex of reality. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. It was a good time, though, man. Colin that's Jones, cool. I love Colin Jones. He's a great, he's a great man. I played in Colin. I played with Colin Jones in ocular panther uh for a little bit i had a little stint with ocular panther uh those are good times man real good times yeah um 
There's so many people we could call out. There's so many incredible musicians in Rochester. Um, I hate to put you on the spot, but I am curious because you've played with so many different bands. You've collaborated with so many musicians. You hosted weekly open jams. You've went to open jams you're not hosting. You've been everywhere. If you could just like, I leave it up to you as to how many people you bring on stage. But if you were to just have a large open jam of some of the favorite people to play with, some of your favorite local musicians, and you're not leaving anyone out, like it's impossible to name them all. Is there anybody you would invite to be part of your band or invite to come to that jam that really stands out as like some of the heavy hitters in the Rochester scene? I mean, I think I kind of, I think I kind of got to do that the past two years with, with Johnny's. Mm. And I hate I to put I, you on the spot because it's impossible. no, 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 you're, you're fine. No, I, I like the question. It's cool. And no one's going to feel left out or anything. Everybody knows, everybody knows the deal. Um, but I kind of got to do that at Johnny's every freaking week with, right. with, with Dan Murky, who's the saxophone player in, in Big Eyed Fish. And he's just a, he's a, he's a ball to be around. He's a, he's a great, he's a good, great guy. He's a great saxophone player. He's just got a vibe to him that he's, he's just, he knows what the hell he's doing, you know? And there's no cheese. (laughs) He might bust out some, like some fucking like eighties licks every once in a while, but like he, he, he's as legit a musician that, that you're going to come across as far as a horn player goes. And then John Sheffer, who, who's become one of my best friends. Um, you know, he's Godfather to my daughter. I'm Godfather to his son. He was in Mochester for a very long time. You know, we crossed paths during that, but then we really became really good friends with big eyed fish. And he's just got this, I don't know. There's just some people you play with where you're just like, you just click, you know what I mean? And I kind of don't want to be in a band without him sometimes, most of the time. Mm-hmm. And Sean Conlon is, is a guy I played with for the past like 10, 12 years, you know, uptown with uptown groove. And he's just a monster freaking bass player, a monster. And then to add people that would come through, but maybe didn't come through, that I would put on the stage is Aaron Lip, John Viviani, Will McKenna, Dexter Reddick, Bill Smith. Tony Glickio, Ryan Mel, Brad, uh, uh, Danny Reddick, Dexter's brother. I think he's one of the most, genius lyric lyrical writers that i've ever worked with um like ever i don't you you listen to the black and blue stuff it's just he's just got this he's just got this poetic fucking thing that is untangible you know (laughs) sean sean shimano you know i'll I'll put him up there (laughs) put him on some tables you know (laughs) me and sean have known each other for forever he would say i I've known I've known Jimmy since he was born because <laughs> he's technically ten months older than me or whatever. But uh, oh wow, yeah, man. 
I don't know. There's there's people that I'm not thinking of, but Colin Jones. I love Colin. He's got a great vibe to him. He's got a patient vibe to him. He's patient with with his guitar. You know, Rotolo's a great guy. Rotolo's a great fucking upright bass player. I do a Chris. I try to do a Christmas thing every year and do a donation fan, uh, canned food drive. Yeah. And play play like jazz because jazz reminds me of Christmas for whatever the fuck reason. My my head's weird, but it just does. You know, okay. just straight ahead, beautiful jazz just reminds mm-hmm. me of like Christmas time. Um, and Sean just always nails that. I I love that about him. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, I, I've been blessed to play with a myriad of just amazing players. You know. We're, we're lucky. Rochester's, you know, we, we all say this all the time, but it's it's true. You know, we say it because it's true. Rochester's a special place. Lots of killers, man. Lots of freaking killers. You know? A lot of people I meet that are in town or they're visiting or they haven't been to the scene, they'll be out on a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday. It doesn't matter what night of the week, before COVID, pre-COVID, and be like, wow, like, whoa whoa like this is better than the best band in my small town in here yeah we're yeah as good as any city i've seen man exactly exactly i gotta add aaron to that list you know aaron is yeah you know uh it's weird i was watching a bob dylan documentary once and he had this he was he had this like glazed look over his face right and the only other guy that i've seen do that was was is is freaking aaron you know, and it just like makes so much sense, like songwriting wise and just like how he plays, how he picks up instruments and just learns them, you know, mm-hmm. like he learned fiddle in like three years and just a freaking beast. Like, what the hell is that all about? You know, but it's that it's that learning how to learn thing. You know what I mean? It's that learning how to learn thing. And he's he's got that. He's got that fucking down, like down, down. You know, I still got him in drums, though. So. I love it. I love it. Can can we take it even deeper? A second thought experiment. You choose anybody in the world right now. Make it easier, alive or dead. But if you were to throw together a jam, you know what kind of music does Jimmy listen to? What, who do you look up to? Who would be playing drums alongside you? Who would be playing the guitar and the sax and the bass and all the instruments on stage? If you could just choose anybody you wanted shit <laughs> see that depends on context that depends on context of, of like what i'm doing right and and that that's the thing about me is i've always tried to be a, a fucking chameleon with with everything you know what i mean like blend into blend into the music that you're playing because being a drummer i have the opportunity to be able to play a lot of different types of things. And that's always been my number one goal is to be able to, to be that chameleon, be able to play in the country band, be able to play in the funk band, be able to play in the metal band, be able to play in the jam band. You know what I mean? To be able to play in the, in the big band, you know? And that's the thing. It's like, if I was going to put a big band together, you know, like tower power horns, you know what I mean? If I was going to put some jam band together, I get like, Trey on guitar, Dave fronting it. You know what I mean? Dan Murky on sax. <laughs> uh, I put, uh, you know, funk band. You know, I, I want to play with Herbie. 
You know what I mean? If I was playing jazz, some cool jazz, I'd you know, want to play Miles. You know what I mean? If I was playing some Bop, you got to have Parker in there. You know what I mean? That's a tough. That's a tough question. That's a loaded yeah. question. I, I was think. I thought of a, a second question, and I promise this is the last tough question. No, you're good. you're good. I want to. I want to listen to another track, but I was curious because you're a chameleon. You like to jump in and blend with the band and complement what's already going there, and you have the autonomy and ability to do that. So you don't get to create the band, but you basically sit in the seat of the drummer. Is there any bands that come to mind that you'd want to join in and ultimately be the drummer in this band? Oh, any shit, genre? Like, oh, well, wow. what, if you had that opportunity to basically take that seat, who would you want to be, you know, sitting behind uh, playing the drums with snarky puppy. Yeah, <laughs> that's possible too. With those guys. <laughs> snarky puppy. Uh, modest Yahoo. Because uh, of the du- whole dub trio thing, the reggae thing, I I freaking love playing dub. I love. I haven't done a lot of it, like outside of like the jams and stuff. But I love playing dub music. That's because of Will McKenna. Will McKenna got you know he he did that to me, you know. But I, I still love it. Um, I'd love to take Buddy Rich's seat, which would never happen, and I can't because <laughs> I'm not Buddy Rich. But you know. I love those horns behind me, you know? Um, yeah, I think, I think that's good. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good start. We'll, yeah, it's we'll, a good start. <laughs> we'll get that done first. Then we'll move on. Right. To right. Then we'll move on. Other things. <laughs> um, Wood, Brothers. So, Wood Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, again, this is, these, these are hypotheticals and you know, I don't want to sound like a egomaniac here. So. I'm a fan of all, I'm a fan of all this music, you know? So there's, there's a beauty in envisioning something that might never come true, but understanding it's possible. And, you know, you'd be surprised sometimes magic happens, you know, you got to shoot for the stars, right? Yeah, man. As soon as, as soon as Carter retires, I'm expecting that call from Dave. You know what I mean? Expecting that call, bro. Dude, I mean, you've you've got like a galaxy in the background right now with the green screen. Yeah, you like that? I set yeah. that up earlier. You know, you're, you're already shooting for the the. That's right, right shooting now, for the brother. stars, bro. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about this Able Bodies track. Yeah, man. Yeah. So Able Bodies is Eli Flynn and John Viviani's uh, project. Um, you know, that's that's their thing. Again, I'm I'm kind of like the. Um, you're the glue, I'm, the, man. I'm the side man of it. And uh, I play to to the music and what John has written. And uh, J- John was, the whole idea of that was, was very important to John and to myself that I provide what John spent a lot of time on for me to provide that sound that he wrote. You know what I mean? Um, and it, it's very, very freaking important for this project, you know? And it's really just, it's pocket drumming. It's, it's, it's throwback drumming. It's just staying within the vibe. And uh, we've had a ball with, with able bodies. We, we've only played like two or three shows, but it's always a really good vibe. And, and it's, it's one of those, like, uh, I always felt like I had to keep up with the guys in the band, which I love. I, I love that. Like, I got to keep up with these guys. You know what I mean, I got to come prepared. I got to, you know, do 
play to a track and play to a click and play with some backtracks behind me. And I love that. You know, I love that stuff. Kind of brings me back to when I was doing musicals when I was younger a little bit, you know, cause it's so like, you gotta be here. This is, you know, this is where it is right here, you know? And I, I, a part of me really, really loves that, you know, outside of like the, outside of the, um, improvisational world which is mm-hmm. like my i think i think it's my forte i don't know i think it's my forte but just that composed solid thing you know that's that's what the able bodies is all about it's it's about vibe and you know john and eli just did a bang up job with this music it's just really amazing and i, and I was luckily i was lucky enough to actually play organic drums for this track you know, cause other stuff is program stuff. And John was like, I need a feel here. I need a, I need, a, I need a drummer here. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm blessed that, you know, he'd asked me to do that, you know? So, cool. yeah. yeah I, I remember seeing you guys at flower city. And if I remember properly, it was like right before COVID started or Maybe your most recent show before COVID, but I, that I remember sounds about right. I, I talked mean, to Eli about it. It's kind of bittersweet because you just started to get that momentum. Yeah, totally. You guys sounded great, bro. We did a thing. We did an art. We did a thing on State Street at the art art gallery that they have in State Street. There, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name. Um, with Giant Panda, that was a fucking cool show. It was in the winter. That was a fucking cool show. It was very like industry. You know, like staying after work, after working at a restaurant or some shit and everybody's hanging out, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I've always had a good time with the Able Bodies, man. It's a great track. And thank you to John Viviani for having me on. Yeah, this track's called Together, Together, right? Together Forever. Together Forever. There you go. Throw a little flavor in there, Ben. There you go. Together Forever. There you go. Nice. (laughs) By the Able Bodies. Something special 
You've got me grooving on that one. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, thank John and Beli, man. You know? I'm going to be laying in bed tonight like... Da-da-da-da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all their, st- all their stuff's on Spotify, too. Um, Aaron, all Aaron's stuff's on Spotify. Um, Roots has a couple things on Spotify. All Able Body stuff's on Spotify. So anybody listening, you know, please follow and uh, give it a listen. You know, get these, get these songwriters some money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Christmas time. Come on, people. So Spotify, I presume Bandcamp as well, YouTube videos, Facebook pages. Yep. Um, yep. I think you need to get a Facebook page to have a one stop shop. Yeah, I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about that. But I you know, what stops me is is like I don't know. Yeah, I should. I don't I'm not even gonna make an excuse for it. Yes, I should. You're totally yeah. right. It's one of those things where I know personally, like it might, I feel like I have a big ego when I promote myself. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. But, (laughs) right, right. But realistically, like when you're collaborating with all these bands, like it's, it's almost your role to serve as a connector and, you know, be a source. What you, you got a puppy here? Yeah, this is my dog, Kingston. Ah. Yeah, he thinks he's, thinks he's popular right right now he's the the green screen was overtaking him he was like a galaxy <laughs> a galaxy animal get out of here Keith. cool man so spotify we we named a lot of bands today it, we could probably talk for hours we could probably talk forever is there anything we didn't touch on yeah um, i just want to bring up a couple things that comes to uh, mind man yeah i just yeah, want to bring up a couple do. things uh so Benjamin Dodge um, has a company and a physical place called the Rochester Drum Trade, and it's in the, in Corn Hill. And this guy, um, I believe, is an Eastman grad. I, I met him once. We talked a bunch of times. But he has vintage drums. He has used cymbals. He has the whole setup. So if any drummers are looking for, for gear, uh, contact Benjamin Dodge at the Rochester Drum Trade. 
Um, he's a great guy, and I just try to do my best to support Rochester businesses. Um, so look that up, please. And then um, with Christmas coming up, um, a local guy named uh, Dave Chrisholm um, put a graphic novel together called Chasing the Bird. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, mine's on the way from Amazon right now. And uh, it's I, I read the sample of it that he posted on Facebook. And it is incredible. And, and if there's any bot fans out there of Charlie Parker. Okay, so Chasing the Bird. They called Charlie Parker Bird. That was his nickname. Um, it is absolutely incredible. And my copy's on the way. So if you have any jazz fans in your family, you can get that on Amazon. Okay. Uh, again, just trying to do my best to support you know, Rochester people. And then Johnny's Irish pub, which was home to, to my jam for two years. Um, they are doing takeout food and takeout drinks right now. Um, and for now you can still go in and get a drink. Okay. So don't forget about, um, our Rochester small businesses that help support local music. Three heads, you could still get beer three heads. Okay. You can get growlers to go. Uh, Flower City Station is doing Flower City Hots right now. Okay, so go get a plate from from our from our friends at Flower mm-hmm. City Station. Okay, uh, I just want to give some shout outs to to the people that have supported me for so long. I appreciate it. You know, we 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 live in a beautiful city, and that's right, absolutely. This podcast has been humbling as a whole. Obviously, love chatting with you, and and as a whole. You know, the city's strong, brother. Like, yeah, man. We're calm. We're calm right now, but everybody's, you know, shaking a little bit, ready to be playing music, being smart about it. But we've got so much talent, man, that, that I, I'm just so hopeful and so grateful for what we got going on here. Yeah, man. Me too. Me too. We'll be all right. We'll get through it. We'll be back. We'll be back to move, moving and shaking in all time. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I want to ask one more question, and before I ask it, I want to preface, guys, I just released episode 100, so we're on episode 101. For for episode 100, I put together a montage. I've asked the exact same question like 50 times. The short version is billboard on the side of the road. Millions of people see it. You get to control the content. What would you put on it and why? And I asked that question like 50 plus times. So what I did in episode 100 is I dedicated a full hour to highlighting all the incredible freaking insight and wise words coming out of members of our community answering that question. I was like near to tears putting it together. Like it's overwhelming to get through, but Everybody should check out episode 100 when you're done with this because it might even take two, three, four rounds because it's one of those things that like you got to stop and think about it so much. It's it's total gold. So I, I want people to check out episode 100 of the podcast, but I decided to retire that question after going through and listening to all the answers and they were all great. And almost crying and just thinking about how far our city's come. I'm like, I'm going to retire this question. Let's refresh. Let's start a new one. So zero pressure, but I've never asked this before at all, Jimmy. And this is the new question. I actually drafted up this morning, but I think it's a good one. And I want to ask another 50 people. And 
So goodbye to the billboard question. This is the the time capsule question where we can pick a time period, but 300, 500, 1,000 years from now, the people of our future, they open up a time capsule. And we here in Rochester, you know, each of the guests have an opportunity to put something in that capsule. And, you know, it has to be tangible in the fact that it's going in, but it's allowed to be large. Imagine we have all the space in the world, you know, whether it's words on a paper, something physical, something you own, you know, what are we putting in that time capsule to be opened up a thousand years in Rochester, New York? Rochester, New York time capsule. What are you going to put in that? And and why would you put what you choose in the time capsule? My mask with the Johnny's logo on it. Mm. I love it. We are. We all should be wearing our freaking mask when we're outside. And hopefully in the 300 years when they open that time capsule, they show that we supported each other. By, you know, I bought that mask at Johnny's, you know, and everybody sees it on my face and they know Johnny's is around still. And then I'm responsible and, and try to think of other people and I'm going to wear my mask in public. And that's a that's a thing that we have to deal with. And that's a thing that is significant about our existence right now. I'm with you. Uh, I'm envisioning, you know, we grow stronger than we ever were. And they're looking at the past and being like, we are sure happy that our ancestors wore masks because we wouldn't, in theory, we wouldn't be here without it. I'm imagining like a statue and then they put the Johnny's mask on the sketch. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Um, exactly. We name dropped a lot of bands, Big Eyed Fish, Younger Gang, um, Roots Collider, Aaron Lip in the Slack Tones everybody really again did we miss anything i think we covered a lot of ground brother no, i, I think, have fun I with think you. we're good man i think we're good man you know I, I i really appreciate you uh giving me the time you know to tell some of my story and hopefully we're all back to doing our thing soon you know yeah. that's 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 all i can hope for is that safely of course safely that's You're number right, one brother well listen i, I have fun I hope you have a good Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas, man. Yeah, you too, man. Shit, Thanksgiving's right around the block. <laughs> That's right, dude. Next week, man. Yeah, and with my Italian family, we we cut it down, you know? Not not because Cuomo told me to, just because we, we want to be safe and, you know, all that good stuff. But, we you know, we cut down our Thanksgiving to, you know, our just immediate family this year. And it's going to be a weird one, man. But, you know. We'll make it a happy one, and then we'll move on next year. There's always something to be thankful for, right? That's right. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the show. 
I had a ton of fun. I hope you did too. I want to give Jimmy the last word. We're going to play one more track by Roots Collider. Throwback track. This is Phoenix by Roots Collider. Talk to you guys soon.
for listening to the Rochester Groovecast podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and remember the fee. Share this with a friend and tell them exactly why they should listen. And don't forget to keep it groovy, baby.